0: Practical tips, tools, and resources you can implement today to bust through your own internalized prisons of worry and doubt. And now, without further ado, please welcome your commanding coach with plenty of chutzpah and heart, Sarah Box.
1: Welcome to this episode of the No Labels, No Limits podcast, a podcast all about helping action takers and decision makers like you align their purpose to their principles and achieve their goals in business and life. Hi, I'm Sarah from Sarah Box Coaching and Consulting. I'm an executive leadership coach, a former executive director, and best selling author of the Changemaker Ripple Effect, a book all about how one person's drive, purpose, and boldness can and does impact thousands. And I'm here to tell you that the life you want is possible with the right support, mindset, and strategy, and action, actually. On today's podcast, we are joined by Julie Fouch. Now, Julie is an expert marketing coach, professional speaker, and a powerful feminine being. And I've just found out she's a dancer, too, so pretty interesting. When Julie decided she needed to take her coaching business seriously, she hired a high-end coach and learned to market like a man. She doubled then tripled her income in less than a year. Sounds pretty successful, right? But then she woke up and realized she felt drained, uninspired, and restless. Urged by spirit, she embraced her essential womanness and birthed a new way, the art of feminine marketing. Today, Julie teaches female coaches, teachers, and healers who are frustrated with traditional marketing how to build six-figure businesses through the art of feminine marketing. Julie received her coach certification in 2006 from the Coaches Training Institute. She has served on the boards of numerous nonprofits and was named Woman of the Year by Professional Women's Network of the Monterey Peninsula in 2013. She is married to the love of her life has four children, two stepchildren, two fur babies, and seven spoiled grandchildren. In this episode, though, we're going to talk about how Julie overcame the adversity and unfairness of being raised to be taken care of, how she went from feeling trapped and worthless to becoming a feminine warrior in the world, and how she discovered her own inner power to become the unstoppable marketing guru she is today. And you'll hear how to obtain your free copy of Julie's The Art of Feminine Marketing Guide. Now with that, let's welcome our guest, Julie Fouch. Hi, Julie. Hi, thank you so much. Well, it's really... Go
2: ahead. I want to clarify about the dancer remark. When I told you I was a dancer, I don't do it with any kind of beauty or rhythm. I just kind of (laughs)
1: like... I say that in the world, there are people who I think we're all dancers. So then I divide us into kind of a couple of categories. One who are like willing and they're really good at it. Um, then there's the really willing and not really good, but just so yeah. passionate. I'm in the same group. Me. <laughs> and then there's the third group who love it, but they won't risk being made a fool of. So, but I don't think you have to be good. You just have to like it. <laughs> so that's right. But that's right. I'm not telling folks you're a professional dancer, but you. <laughs> Dancing in your soul. So, but before we get to dive into the real nuts and bolts of what we're going to talk about today, I want to ask you, as I ask all of our guests, if there is a non negotiable ritual or habit that you do daily that keeps you heading towards your big vision.
2: Yeah, actually, there is. And I use this a lot, especially if I start to feel stressed, like there's no stress in the world today, right? I, I, I start to feel stressed or upset and it's really falling back into my complete and total belief that source is my source. So for instance, I held my live event, my annual live event, that normally I would enroll people into my program after my live event and that would be set up the majority of my income for the year. I held my live event just before we shut down the whole economy and people were like, I'm not signing up for a year long program. Right. And, and I could have gone into a complete tailspin around that, but instead I went back to, okay, what do I know? The truth is the only truth that I know for sure is that source is my source. And that source wants me to live a wild, vibrant, juicy life. And when I believe that source is my source, I can stop worrying and I can do what I need to do. And I was just talking to my husband before I got on with you about how much money has come into our household. I just got a a check today, a a $3,000 check that was totally unexpected, had no clue that it would come from this source at all. And it just came today. I didn't even have to do anything for it. And I have had so many... Miracles like that. Since we started with the coronavirus and the shutdown and everything that's happening there, money just keeps coming because sources is my source. And that means I don't have to stress it. Now I'd have to do my part. I can't just, you know, go to bed and watch reality TV, but I don't have to stress and worry and be in that agitated state. So that that's my that's my practice that I constantly remind myself and fall back into.
1: Let me ask you a question about that before I start with my litany of other questions. <laughs> did you always have that as a grounding in your life or did you develop that as you grew?
2: No, I, I always had this grounding that I've never been homeless and I've always made it through. Right. I've always understood that, but I never actually understood this connection between me in my human body and source as being something that I could lean into. You know, I, I was raised Roman Catholic and told that as a girl, I shouldn't be reading the Bible. I should just be letting the priest interpret it for me. Right. So my connection to to spirituality was always like this kind of broken up thing and I worked with a, a money coach a few years ago and I learned that source is, is my source and I I really developed a lot of my own wisdom through that program of being able to lean in and know that I don't have to control everything I don't have to decide everything it doesn't happen in my head anymore even in terms of marketing My marketing doesn't have to come out of my brilliance because it's so much better when it comes from my connection to source. and Everything comes through that connection. So it's something I really had to work on. And there was a year that was pretty stressful where I would talk to my coach and (laughs) and she'd be like, what's the truth? Oh yeah, that's right. Source is my source. And I had to practice it over and over. And the more that I practiced it, the more that I have been in the connection, the more amazing things happen. Two years ago, I bought a new house. I was totally unprepared, had no money saved, was in the middle of a short sale with my husband's house, and because uh, you know it got caught up underwater for the all the time we owned it, and somehow managed to find a place in the community I had wanted to live in for six, seven years, four or five years, maybe find a place, buy it, manifest the the deposit. The mortgage broker was like, why did you buy a sweater last month? Like, why did you open a credit card last month? And I'm like, I got a 10% discount on a sweater. He was like, you don't do that when you're buying a house. But I didn't know I was buying a house. Right. But because I had a connection to source, And I had decided that at some point I was going to buy a house out here. It happened. And when it happened, I was able to say, okay, I don't know how I'm going to come up with the requirements in the physical solid world here, but source, source knows how I'm going to do it. And so I leaned in and I think that that experience um, was like the final confirmation that everything that I had been learning was actually truth. And that I didn't have to worry. I don't have to control. I don't have to stress.
1: I don't have to worry. Holy moly, that is wise. And I'm wondering, you know, when you think about, well, let me frame it this way. When you think about what people come to you for help with, and we'll get into the nuts and bolts of what you do, but tying it back to this, I don't have to worry and source is my source. Do you find that we often worry more than is necessary about doing, and does it make us fearful or hesitant to take steps forward?
2: Yes. And I think especially for women, um, we are born we are not born worriers we are trained to worry right we have first of all we carry with us the dna of our ancestors and the ancestral memory that strong powerful women get burned at the stake right the the suffragettes who it, this this is so real to me right now cuz we're watching protests in this country right now and i i go back to the suffragettes and they were thought to be, there was something wrong with them. They were less than feminine because they wanted, like literally there were papers written that there was something biologically wrong with these women who wanted the vote. Like that's how strong, powerful female voices have been treated. So as women, we come in and we have this ancestral thing, whether we're conscious of it or not, that says to us, be nice, be marriageable, don't rock the boat. Don't say what you need to say. Make sure you're not upsetting anybody. And oh my gosh, if you're not nice enough, then you're not going to be taken care of in the world. And so that comes in. And then we add our family conditioning and our community conditioning. And we get stuck in this place of, uh, I don't know what to say because nothing is safe. And when we operate from nothing is safe, We shut down our ability to receive, to receive abundance, to receive joy, to receive love because we're scared. And I think that's the big thing that stops many women from having the success they want in their businesses.
1: Well, let's talk about that a little bit, okay? Because that is something that I feel is a sticking place, you know, That's like, what happens if I'm successful? And I'm not even saying this is conscious, Julie, it's that underlying thing. Like you get all this momentum going and I'm watching it right now. Cause I'm in a learning community and, and it's not just women, but it's this whole thing and you can feel the momentum. Like people are getting close to making big decisions. And now the questions that are coming up are okay, but should I do it now? You know, a lot of the doubt questions and thankfully the, Person who's teaching this actually said, do not be surprised. This is the time where people start saying, maybe I should wait a little bit. And he goes, Mm -hmm. You need to move now, like as soon as you get this little bit done, because the rest will come. But it's that whole thing, like at some point you have to trust, which goes back to source and all of that. So when you talked in the beginning, or I mentioned in the introduction, that you were very, very successful marketing from how you were taught to market like a man and but then you woke up and basically said that isn't for you anymore what was that aha moment what flipped that switch for you well I'm pretty I I guess I'm pretty stubborn
2: because (laughs) when I really started marketing my business and I was doing it in a very using a lot of my masculine energy so it was you know pick a a launch, pick a a product and put together the marketing and drive, drive, drive and use the formulas. And, and man, if you're not having the same success, the guru had, you don't want it enough. So you got to want it more, right? Like beating myself up that I didn't want it enough and, and working 10 hour days, sometimes 12 hour days, sometimes, you know, taking Saturdays. I, i really tried to take Sundays off, but, you know, five to six days a week and just really driving myself. And at first it was fun because I was learning all the formulas and, and then it just felt like I was paddling up river. Like it, it got really, really hard, but I kept going because I had this business and I was getting really, really close to my first six figure year. I could taste it. I was actually within a few thousand dollars of having my first six-figure year when the universe said, you are not listening to us. And I was stopped at a red light and a big truck came up behind me and hit the back of my car. And it wasn't the first bump. It was the second bump that really screwed up my back. And I couldn't work that away anymore. And so... I would get up and I'd do a client call and then I'd go lay down and I could do no marketing and I just wasn't doing anything but laying on ice. Mm -hmm. But in those still moments when I was laying on ice and doing the breathing, you know, to mitigate the pain, this voice started whispering and she was saying, there's a different way. There's a way that's better. There's a way that follows women's natural rhythms, There's a way that allows you to be all of who you are. Now, at this point, my business, can I cuss on your podcast? I'll cut it out if it's terrible, but go ahead. Okay, so uh, (laughs) it's not that terrible. My business, I was known as the kick-ass biz coach. That's what my business name was. And I didn't tell people. I told people, like, I will teach you how to do a funnel, right? What I didn't tell them was they were going to get on the phone with me and I was going to say, Now we're going to go inside and do your inner child work. (laughs) Let's take that little saboteur and let's just melt him with love. And I was doing all of this spiritual work with people on their businesses, and my clients loved it. But they would say, I didn't know you did this. Wow, this is not what I expected. Oh my gosh. But I kept that really quiet because. I was afraid that if I let people know, no one would ever be my client again. So instead, I was going to trick them into being my client, and then I was going to give them the spiritual healing they needed. Ta-da! Well, this voice said, you can't do that anymore. You can't do that anymore. You have to bring all of who you are to your business. And I wrote an email, and I sent out this email that said, sometimes on coaching calls, I will pull out a tarot deck and pull a card out because I'm tapping into what is not seen and not heard in order to guide you as a client. And I I remember, I'll never forget sitting there and I was at the kitchen table across from my husband and he said, Are you sure you want to do this? And I had tears streaming down my face and I went, No, but I have to. And I pushed the send button and I sent that email out. Sure, that I had just blown up my business and I was going to go have to get a job at Starbucks. And what happened was this most, uh, it was, I was received with so much warmth and joy. And I actually got customers, or not customers, clients. I got clients because of that. And from that point on, I just started revealing everything I could about myself. Like I opened up, there were no secrets. I continue to be called to open more, and to share everything. And what happened with my business as a result of that was: number one, I I hit surpa- hit and surpassed that six figure mark. Gosh, several years ago, uh, I started working with exactly the right clients who love that I provide, that I bring the spirituality into their business and open the door for them to be all of who they are in their business. And everything got easier. Oh my gosh, when I stopped hiding part of myself, everything got easier
0: of feeling stuck and ending with the same result? Want to know how Sarah can help you with one-on-one or organizational coaching? Then book your free discovery call at SaraBox.com forward slash contact. Now back to the show.
1: You just described some of the results that you got. What are you seeing happens for your clients in terms of they come to you for help, but what changes do you see in like, what the external world would see from them versus what they, which is maybe small compared to what they actually experience internally.
2: So some of the things I see with my clients are, like they start to learn where their boundaries are, right? You know, part of this thing with being born a woman is we're expected to be people pleasers, to give our all at the altar of service until there's nothing left to give. So one of the things that begins to happen is my clients begin to learn, okay, where is my boundary? How do I serve me first so that then I can go serve others? And as they set those boundaries, their clients, they learn that their clients really appreciate that. You know, their clients, when they have wishy-washy boundaries, their clients are like, oh, I can call you on a Sunday and you'll like set this up and then... They're in resentment and the client's like, why weren't you there on Sunday at three in the afternoon, right? You know, and there's dissatisfaction. The more they have boundaries, the easier it is for their clients to know what to expect, the more their clients appreciate them. That also allows them to bring more money in because they have boundaries and they're like, you know, this is what I will do for you. I am not going to come milk your cows and clean your garage for you which we do as women, we're like, what else can I give you? Take more from me. So my clients begin to learn those boundaries. But here's the other thing that happens. In that, they begin to discover how their divine feminine, how they are a goddess in their divine feminine, right? They begin to discover their own strength, their own power. And they become pretty magnetic to new people. And... As they are growing, you know, you can almost see it in some of these clients, their body changes, and they start repelling the clients they don't want, and they start repelling people in their life that they don't want, right? And those people go away from them, and all of a sudden, they're discovering they've got a better class of, I don't want to say class, but you know, they've got clients that are more suited to them that are speaking their language, that are in tune with what they want to do. And then they're able to serve in a bigger way because that's who they're attracting. The other thing that I've seen happen is I've seen people change their, and and I'm a business coach, you know, like I'm in the business world. I'm in the money world. I love to coach around money and help people with money because I think that's the key to us making changes is that women have money. But I have seen people change their relationships with their spouses. I have seen people leave a relationship because it didn't serve them. I have seen people uh, leave jobs to start their own businesses and be super successful right from the beginning, replacing incomes. I have seen women who have change their relationship with their own health you know it's like how you do one thing affects everything so as you bring all of who you are into your business those parts of you that have been ignored that have been in the shadows they start popping up too and going I could use some attention and as you shift how you are in your business it shifts how you are in your other relationships and becomes more Correct for you and your way of living, and you are being in your highest and best, which feels juicy and good.
1: Let me ask about that because you talked about how women, how we communicate, how we are taught to communicate, show up, be strong or not be strong. But I'm also curious how our feminine essence impacts our individual way of speaking and marketing delivery, those types of things, how that might differ from a masculine way of doing that. And and then I have other questions around that.
2: Okay, I have lots of answers for you around marketing and language. Perfect. I truly believe that words are magic. Words are spells. And so the way we put our words together matters. It really, really counts. When you are in your essence, you so understand yourself, your magic that you put out in the world, and your clients that you speak their language. So we can go masculine language versus feminine language. You know, feminine language is about connection. It's about creativity. It's about intuition. And the masculine is very much about action. It's very action-oriented. It's very do, do, do. One thing I I see in marketing all the time is crush it, right? And I'm always like, I don't want to crush it. (laughs) I really don't want to crush it. That really turns me off. So, you know, we can start at that level of just who is my audience and do they want to crush it or do they want to create six figures with ease? And there's no judgment there, right? Right. It just is what's going to appeal to the emotions of my particular people. Then we can take it deeper. So we've got this big, like, what's masculine? What's feminine? Is it, is it a freight train? Or is it a, you know, birthing circle? And, and we start there. And then we go deeper. And we get to know our client. Now, I was taught. This amazing methodology for really figuring out the language. This is Jeffrey Van Dyke. I was in his very first certification program a couple of years ago. And so, what we do is we look at your childhood wounds. Now, within your childhood wounds, when you are wounded as a child, you make up a belief about yourself and you carry that belief unconsciously throughout your life until you heal the belief, until you dig it out and heal the belief. But what happens is you're spending your life trying to disprove the belief. So I was born into a family and trained to believe that as a girl, I didn't have what it took to be able to survive in the world without a man. Right? I, 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 you have to have a penis somewhere in the equation if you're going to make money in the world. And I didn't have one. So I was raised with this belief. So I s- developed the skills to make a lot of money myself, to disprove the belief that I was dysfunctional because I didn't have male parts. And those skills are what we use to uniquely position you in the marketplace. But there's another thing that happens in the wounding. And this is where the juiciness comes from. In the wounding, there are emotions that you felt and emotions that you craved. And when you dig those emotions out, that becomes your language to use with your tribe. So people buy from the heart. They justify with the head. You've got to hit them at the heart first, right? And you hit them at the heart. That sounds really masculine. Let me take that word back. Because you're actually, when you're marketing, what you're doing is you're looking for the people that you're meant to serve. You are not casting a net for everyone. You're out there looking for your people, and your people know they are your people when they connect with you on a heart level. So you use your heart words, you use your emotions that you felt in your wounding. Those are the same emotions they're feeling now. And when you use those words, their ears perk up and they go she understands me and you do because you had a wounding experience where you felt those things so you understand them and so when you begin to use those words that's when you start attracting your right people now here's the cool thing about language and using language as spells is that when you are just using your words and your words are authentic to you, they come from your own experiences, you're not using someone else's words, then the people who are not yours to serve, they don't even hear it. So if I'm out there using words like, you're going to crush it and we're going to dominate and then I'm going to attract a whole bunch of people who really resonate with crush and dominate, that I don't want to deal with.
1: And they but probably I'm, will feel dissatisfied because that's not who you are. Correct. Right. Now, if I'm using words like community and
2: connection and fairness, and uh, I'm, I'm, you guys who are listening can't see this, but you can see I'm looking because my words are on the wall right here in my office. Right. And when I'm using those words, Then my people go, Yeah, I wanna feel connected. I wanna feel important. I want success. I wanna stop feeling powerless and angry and left out. And so I just wrap those words in because they are the attraction to get my clients there. Now, once my clients are here and they're like, Okay, we're feeling each other, then I can go into the logical words. So, What do I do with you? I help you connect with source so that you can let go of worry and stress and you can actually move into attracting abundance. I'm going to show you how to do marketing so that you can attract more of the right clients. I'm going to show you how to connect with the energy of money so that you can open yourself to receive more of it because your ability to increase your income is determined by how much you can receive, right? Then I give them the law, the head stuff so that both their heart and the heads go, okay, she's the right person. And I will tell you as a final stage of this marketing, before I will sign a cl- or make an offer to a client to work with me, I actually do a check-in with Source. So I will drop into... Um, and I've been doing it for, you know, I've been connecting for 35 years now, so it's really easy for me, but I'll do a quick check-in. I'll, I'll drop into source. I'll say, am I meant to serve this client? And I'll get a yes or no. Sometimes it's a body reaction because, you know, our body is like the best compass in the world for helping us make decisions. Uh, and sometimes I actually will have the drop in like, yes. And then, Here's all the things you're supposed to do with this client. Like I'm scribbling and I'm like, okay, sorry, I'm, I'm doing your marketing plan right now where it's dropping in as I talk to you. Would you like to hire me? Do you want to work with me? So it, it's the whole process is very attuned to having the right people and making sure that the union, when someone hires you, is a sanctioned by God source, the universe union.
1: Then everybody ends up having a better experience and outcome overall. Yes. Yes. When you started working like that, um, I know that you got an outpouring, you said of people who are very supportive. Has that or did that allow you since you've been doing this for so long to just get more and more visible in who you are?
2: Well, it did, and there are moments where it's still not comfortable. There are moments where I've, I've had people, I've had a couple of trolls, <laughs> which is super fun, but I will tell you, when the protests started, which at the point we're recording this, we're still, there's still protesting going on, I was really uncomfortable with knowing what to say. You know, I'm, I'm a white chick, and yet... I'm a leader. And so it was like, ah, uh, do I speak? Do I not speak? What do I say? How do I honor what the protesters are doing? It was really uncomfortable. And finally I came to the conclusion that as part of who I am in my own authenticity and my own soul that yes, I had to say something. And as a leader of a community, I had to make clear my stand on, you know, inclusion and discrimination. And uh, I'm even getting a little teary as I say this, because my, my, heart, my heart beats. It's like, always before, it's not been my fight. And I have to be part of it, because we all have to be part of what's going on. So it's not always easy, and I've been doing it a long time, and it's and it felt like it had gotten really easy. And then Source said, hey, look, you're getting really comfortable. Let's give you another chance to grow here.
1: And I'm curious, as we kind of start to wrap this up, what do you see going forward, to the best of your forecasting ability, but since you're so tuned in, what do you see going forward and how we will evolve to communicate with others? Um, Do you think it will change much? Do you think it will go stay more heart-centered or just what is, what are you thinking?
2: Well, when the, the coronavirus first hit, I actually had a vision of the planet turning and cracking open and mama earth cracking open. And I know that I'm not big on astrology. I love the astrologers, but it's mathematical so it doesn't my brain doesn't go with it. But I know that the astrologers and the people who study the planets and that kind of stuff are saying yes that astrologically we are cracking open we are in a new age. And so I actually saw that happening and I heard you know that big changes are coming. Really big changes. And in those big changes, there's going to be pain because as humans, we resist. Now, my viewpoint, when I go deep into what can I do, what is mind to do? What is mine to do is speak my truth, whether others agree with it or not. And that they don't have to agree with me, but I have to speak my truth. Number two is to know my mission. Why am I on this planet? What is my purpose on this planet? And three, to do my mission. Now, I believe that if every one of us is afforded the opportunity to live our purpose, then there, then we won't need competition anymore. And it's really competition that leads us to the garbage the way we treat each other you know it leads to wars it leads to bashing it leads to name calling it leads to people being killed because of the color of their skin that's all competition and it's all us thinking I got to get mine because there's not enough when we let go of that and we live our purpose and we are able to sustain ourselves and I, I believe that women have got to make a ton of money, a lot of money, because that allows us to live our purpose. And that's part of my purpose is to help women make a ton of money. And so, but when we are all doing our purpose, then we, we get rid of the need for competition because my purpose is my purpose only. Nobody else can do what I do. Yours is yours. Only you get to, you're the only Sarah Box. And your mission was completely designed for you. You're the only one who can do it. And your right clients are yours. My right clients are mine. We don't have to compete for clients. When we are in that state, then we will begin to see the others as part of ourselves. If we are connected to the divine, if source is in us, and as one of my mentors says, as we are goddesses, you are goddess too, and you and I are one. And I think that's the change. Is it going to be easy? Well, I don't think so. I think there's a lot of people that are really broken and do not understand this and that are not living their purpose. And, and that just like totally, it, it, it contorts their soul. And we're seeing a lot of soul contorting in the world. So I go back to, okay, what's mine to do? Mine is to help women step fully into their purpose and make a lot of money doing it because I believe that's how we get systemic change. That's how we as women change the world. And you know, it was the Dalai Lama who said, women will change the world. We're the mamas and the grandmas who are out there now fighting for our kids and for the world that our kids and our grandkids will live in.
1: I think, Julie, I want to end on that because there's nothing more powerful, I think, than what you just said. And I just want to go back over what you talked about, about speaking your truth, knowing your purpose and doing your mission or vice versa. I might have had those last two changed and how each person has their unique purpose that was divinely created with them for them and their yes. highest and best good. and I don't know that I could as succinctly state my purpose, but I do know that it has to do with liberation and it's not liberation of anything other than our restrictions on ourselves so that we can live in our purpose, however that looks. So I'm glad I'm walking this path with you.
2: Yeah, me too. And that was really well said. Oh, thanks. (laughs) Especially since we didn't practice it at all. That was really no, we well said. Liberation.
1: No, you know I sometimes I ramble because I don't practice, but I it also lets me just be present with you, which is my my practice is being present because as you talked about earlier, um, I was raised to do and produce and achieve so that I could be independent. All of the reasons you talked about. But the cost to that is separating from heart and self and purpose sometimes, not always, but sometimes. And it's been a process to reconnect and to be brave enough to let things go and just say, you know what? Yes, that would be a killer project. I know I could do it. We could make a lot of money and go, it's not for me. I don't want to live like that. So I appreciate being reminded of that. But I truly... I truly am happy to be on the path with you. Thank you. Me too. I'm honored. So, with that, no labels, no limits podcast listeners, I will hope that you reach out to Julie Fouch. We will have all of her information in the show notes because it's important for you to have access to her. And I'm going to keep track with her. I just learned she lives where I used to live. So, I feel geographically connected in some remote way. So, with that, Julie, best to you. Audience, I love you and thank you for listening. And please share Julie's message with anybody and everybody who you think could benefit and reach out to her for her services and supports.
2: Thank you. Thank you. It's been a pleasure.
0: You've been listening to the No Labels, No Limits podcast with bestselling author, change agent, and strategic vision coach, Sarah Box. You can grab the show notes and find out how to work with Sarah at sarahbox.com forward slash no labels, no limits podcast. We'd love this podcast to reach as many people as possible. So please remember to rate, leave a five-star review and share the podcast with someone you think would get value from this conversation. Until next time, keep taking those daily action steps to align your purpose to your principles and achieve your goals in business and life.